Welcome to the Advice and Insights Podcast with David L. Bonson. Hello and welcome to this week's Advice and Insights Podcast. This is David Bonson, the Chief Investment Officer of the Bonson Group, and I want to come to you with a very quick podcast this week on the Federal Reserve and their actions this week, almost entirely uh, being discussed in the context of their decision to raise interest rates another quarter point and their forecasting of another two rate hikes next year. Now, that is um, coming down from where they had been forecasting. They had dot plotted three interest rate hikes in 2019. They changed some of their language, sounded a bit more dovish, and um, they say two rate hikes now instead of three for 2019. The market maybe wanted them to say one or zero. Uh, but all the tension is in the press is about the concept of the rate, rate the Federal Reserve uh, setting of the Fed funds rate. Um, it's easy for people to understand. We know what interest rates are. It's familiar language. We've been talking about the interest rate when it goes lower, when it goes higher, what it means to real estate, what it means to stocks forever and ever. Um, and yet I will say on this Advice and Insights podcast that the big reversal in markets on Wednesday this week where the markets had been up a couple hundred and it closed down 350. At one point we're down 500. Markets were down 500 last Friday. Markets are down, as I'm sitting here talking, another 400 on Thursday. So you have just kind of like a 1,000-point drop this week and last week and, you know, 1,500 a month before that. Um, but right now where we are, I, I believe that there's a far more relevant subject than the interest rate that the Fed is setting and what they're going to end up doing, and that is their balance sheet. So the very quick context is this. A policy tool coming out of the financial crisis in 2008 that it was used for the first time uh, at that level in American history was quantitative easing. It was the Fed trying to add liquidity to the economy to stimulate economic activity by buying bonds, treasury bonds and mortgage bonds, with money that didn't exist. It beefed up excess reserves in the banking system, and it was a backdoor way of adding liquidity into the economy, in addition to the fact that they had a zero interest rate. So it was kind of like a supplement to their policy. They, they did the most stimulative thing they could do, which was put the interest rate at zero, and then they tacked on to that stimulus. You can't go much lower than zero, so they added what's called quantitative easing, buying bonds with money that didn't exist, they had about a $600 billion balance sheet at the time the financial crisis began. And then we ended up near the, let's call it 2016 period, with about a $4 trillion balance sheet. So they had roughly printed $3.5 trillion of bonds with money that didn't exist um, through three different rounds of quantitative easing, the largest being the third, infamously called QE3. Everything going on right now is called quantitative tightening. It is nothing more, both metaphorically and literally, than the reversal of quantitative easing, hence the term quantitative tightening. Now, I guess to be more dramatic, real quantitative tightening would be not only instead of them buying bonds that money didn't exist, it would be selling bonds, and they're not selling bonds. That would be a very aggressive tightening measure. But what they're doing is as those bonds mature, they're just letting the cash roll off. It's sort of extinguishing into thin air as opposed to reinvesting it. So the net effect is that the balance sheet is falling. The amount of excess reserves they're creating, the amount of dollar liquidity that is injected in the economy is being reduced. So 
you know, take the sentence I just uttered and word it differently. They're pulling liquidity out of the economy. It's a tightening measure. And I believe that Chairman Powell's language yesterday when he was asked about this very subject, when he said that he believed it was working very well and they didn't see that changing, I think that is what kind of served as the catalyst to the additional market sell-off. I don't know um, if they will stick to that gun or not, but I do know that the market was really hoping to hear what they were going to hear on interest rates, but that there would be some indication of slowing the path of that uh, liquidity extraction. And as far as what they will end up doing, I do not know. He, it was surprising that he had such resolve that they will stay that path. As far as what they should do, I do not know, because I think you have to sort of monitor whether or not there is an excess liquidity sloshing around in the economy it needs to be extracting. It was far easier for me to say they need to be tightening when high yield spreads were at 275 basis points than where they are now coming up on nearly 500 basis points. So the fact of the matter is that we don't know what the Fed will do, and, and I'm, there's a whole host of opinions on what they should do. But I do believe that the market's upsetness over quantitative tightening right now is a direct, a direct result of the Fed's excessive amount of quantitative easing. There wouldn't, they have the ability to lay low in 2013 and to begin extracting in 2014, and they didn't. And, and so that's fine. There's no point in this podcast in me beating the drum as to what policy errors I think were made in 13, 14, 15, but there's a lot of them, and I think we're dealing with the consequences of them now. But if one is looking for a bit more sophisticated, under-the-hood understanding of what is likely to be a bigger driver into markets in 2019, I think it will be less about the federal fund's interest rate and more about the Federal Reserve balance sheet and their posture towards dollar liquidity. That strong dollar is having a big impact on global economies and global competitiveness for U.S. exporters. And my suspicion is that if there's an equity market rally in the first quarter next year, it'll be because the Fed has gone on a more dovish uh, uh, direction with the reduction of their balance sheet. Um, it would be highly embarrassing for the Fed to continue this rapid acceleration of tightening, then have the economy go into recession and all of a sudden say, okay, we're going back to quantitative easing they'd be far better off to just sort of put the brakes on a bit and slow down the degree of balance sheet reduction, continue some form of tightening just to, you know, be pursuing that normalization given the healthy economy, but uh, not put themselves in a position where they went too fast, too hard, and had to undo it. We'll see how these things play out. I know it's a complicated and heavy vocabulary uh, subject, and yet I do think it's pertinent for investors that are interested in our advice and our insights to hear this perspective. Reach out with any questions at all. Uh, Please uh, feel free to forward this message around for Christmas cheer to anyone you'd like. Um, The Advice and Insights podcast is hopefully something you're benefiting from. In the meantime, I apologize for going so fast this week. There's an awful lot going on. And I am going to say Merry Christmas to you and your family. And we will look forward to joining you after the new year with our next Advice and Insights podcast, where we will be laying out 
a significant recap of 2018 and an awful lot of forecast and positioning and perspective on 2019. Thank you for listening and Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening to our Advice and Insights podcast with David L. Bonson. The Bonson Group is registered with Hightower Securities, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities, LLC. Advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors, LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk, and there's no guarantee that the investment process or the investment opportunities referenced here and will be profitable. Past performance is not indicative of current or future performance, and it's not a guarantee. The investment opportunities referenced herein may not be suitable for all investors. All data and information referenced herein are from sources believed to be reliable. Any opinions, news, research, analyses, prices, or other information contained in this research is provided as general market commentary. It does not constitute investment advice. The team in Hightower shall not be in any way liable for claims and make no expressed or implied representations or warranties as the accuracy or completeness of the data and other information or for statements or errors contained in or omissions from the obtained data and information reference herein. The data and information are provided as of the date referenced. Such data and information are subject to change without notice. This document was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed are solely those of the team and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors, LLC, or any of its affiliates.